This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 32, Submission 184. The Bill Collins Centennial Tribute. We're going to look at three shows that Bill hosted over the years. Uh, not necessarily great shows, but three shows he did nonetheless. But let's start off by talking about Bill. Um, I, I think most of our listeners know who he is, but uh, he's just he's the dean of game shows. I'm plain and simple. You give him a show, even if it's a bad show like the three shows that we're going to talk about, he turns lemons into lemonade. Would you agree with that, gentlemen? Yes. Indeed. And he's hosted so many shows over the years, so many good shows. The original Price is Right, and I Guess, and Three on a Match, and and um, Child's Play, and Joker's Wild. Oh, and, and some show that... Uh, that Gene Wood and Johnny Olson were pitching this week on Match Game Hollywood Squares. Hot Potato! Uh, hot Potato! Hot Potato! From Hot Potato, Bill Cullen. And he's right there. So now I learned, it's like, how do you do? How do you incorporate Bill Cullen into a show that requires walking? You go to the future by 15 or 20 years, get a segue, and there you go. Indeed, yes, that's how you do it. Right, you get Ed Begley's, you get Ed Begley's tortoise, and it does the rest. That's exactly the answer I wanted to hear. You get Ed Begley's tortoise, go ahead to about two thousand three or two thousand four, get the Segway, go back to nineteen eighty four, and there is Bill Cullen maneuvering this demonic device. So the first show we're going to look at is Winning Streak. Winning Streak aired on NBC from July 1st of 1974 to January 3rd of 1975. You can double your money with every word, and you may win over $100,000, or you may go broke. The decision is yours. This is Winning Streak, starring Bill Cullen. Hey, that's nice of you, Don. Thank you. So what? So what was Winning Streak about besides another Bob Stewart Bill Cullen collabo in a sea of Bob Stewart Bill Cullen collabos? I was hoping you'd call it a, a Bill Cullen and Bob Stewart joint, sort of like a Spike Lee film. Oh joint yes, is so uh, Mike joint is so nineteen ninety one. Well, collabo definitely isn't nineteen seventy four, so. Uh, I think we need to we we need to find a happy medium there. So, uh, what is Winning Streak? It's it's a mess. It really is. Yeah, you you have a little bit of blockbusters, and you have it's it, it's almost like three games in one sort of. So you, you have the blockbusters part. You're given a board of sixteen letters. 
and you're given a topic. And what you need to do is using those letters on the board only, and you can only use each letter once unless it's repeated on the board. So you could use, if there's like two O's or three O's, you can use three O's. But if there's only one L, you can't use more than, than that one L. And so you pick the letters blockbuster style, or, or not necessarily blockbuster style, but you pick letters and Bill Cullen reads a question with an answer that starts with that letter. Not unlike blockbusters, which would come six, six and a half years later. So now the idea is, and here's where it gets a little convoluted and, and weird, is that if you get the question right, you can either not play the letter at all, or you've got a board in front of you using the, the little flippy letters you'd see at the airport. And I think there's seven spaces, and you need to, to uh, ultimately win the game, you need to create a word with those letters. And I think it has to be at least like a three or four letter word. So you can't use like a two letter word. You can't weasel your way out. So I'm guessing the optimum strategy here would be find as short of a legal word as possible. Because if you had some uh, category like U.S. states, you know, okay, come up with the name of a U.S. state given these letters. You don't really want to go for Florida because that's seven letters when you could go with Iowa, which is four, nice and short. And so you'd only need realistically four correct answers to win the game, uh, again, hypothetically, in a perfect scenario. So that's just the qualifier. That doesn't even win you anything except the right to play the next round. And now here's where, again, we add on the absurdity level. So... You've got blockbusters, then you're using the letters that you uh, earn in these, this blockbuster format to spell the answers, and then you play a totally different game. So what this game was, was it started with a, um, it, it looked very reminiscent of the pressure luck board, where you've got six squares on the top row, six squares on the bottom row, and then on the left and right sides, you have four squares each. So you have that same 18 square uh, board like you have on pressure luck so you get to pick one of the top six values and those, yeah there's six values there they range from a hundred dollars to two hundred dollars and so what the idea is is you pick one and let's say you pick 150 dollars or 160 dollars and for every right answer that you give in this round the money doubles and then doubles and doubles and doubles so hypothetically, if you got nine right answers, you could win or earn $100,000. Not necessarily win. We'll get to that in a second. And the way that you, you, you won each round is the remaining numbers, the 7 through 18, which would be uh, 12 numbers, they had different letters of the alphabet. And so you call the letter, it's revealed, and you have to say a word that contains that letter and the object is you don't want to repeat so if you had the letter g first you'd say go or you'd say egg or you'd generally go for a small word first because obviously small words they're not going to help you out when you get to five and six letters that you need to use so 
as I said, you, you don't win anything at this point because now, first off, if you don't have a valid word, you lose. So you got to play it uh, very strategically. Uh, but also at any time, you can stop. So if you're happy with, let's say, doubling your $150 well, three times, which would be four right answers, 150 for the first, then 300 600 1200 then, okay, there's $1,200 in there, but now we need to go back and do the whole thing over again where we go to that board and we play blockbusters-ish, and then you, you, somebody has to spell a, a valid answer to whatever that category is, and then we repeat this cycle all over again with the second player where pick a dollar amount, and then we'll go uh, pick one of the 12 remaining squares for the letter, and again, play until you stop or... You, you ultimately get it wrong. And in that case, if you ever uh, bombed out of the bonus game, your opponent automatically won. So I'm guessing it doesn't matter if it's the first person who plays or the second, which would really, well, you're sort of playing against the house if you're the second person. So that's not too bad. But obviously, if you lose there, <laughs> you, you could have had you know, your $1,200 in, in your pocket, but you decided to risk it. And then um, what happens is if both people stop with their money, they go into a showdown. They play the same whole thing again, except you're not picking dollar amounts. You're just picking letters, and you're going back and forth. And the idea is whoever misses or, or gives an invalid word loses, and the person who survives wins both amounts of money. So that's why I said you can't. If you get the hundred thousand dollars, you haven't won it yet until you beat your opponent in that other round. So the opponent could win the hundred thousand dollars again, hypothetically. And th this show is just so so bland and boring and confusing. But also, yeah, there's get... a, there's oh, a rule in. I was about to say, there's a rule in game show development, and I believe Mark Goodson's the one who first uh, proposed it. If you can't describe it in one sentence, it's too complex. And this well, looks there, like you're going on in paragraphs. Well, there's also a, a certain uh, acronym, KISS. Keep it simple, Keep stupid. It simple. Keep it simple, dumbass. I mean, stupid. Right, right. right. Well, but there's also one other little thing. You remember last week we talked about Beat the Clock uh, back in 1979 and 80, and we added the celebrities, and we talked about the really major part of the, the gameplay that changed, that yeah. the, the, money, the money got uh, cut. Yeah. Well, guess what? This was oh. redone later in the show, and the money was cut. So instead of the double, 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 you just earned whatever you picked in that top row for each letter you added. So there goes the chance at $100,000 unless somehow there's, there's, uh, there's 500 letters up there that you could play. It reeks of, uh, of Bob Stewart being a little cheap, but also maybe, and again, we, we don't know if this ever happened, uh, and we'll, we'll mention why in a moment, Maybe somebody took the uh, uh, took Bob Stewart and NBC for thirty thousand dollars, forty thousand dollars on one game. You never know. I mean, 
it really depends what letters are on the board. You know, if you get like some I N G E D combination, something inged, that's probably not too hard to find. You know, eight letters that you can say, you know, uh, rehinged or something, or or you know, something uh, something inged, or D blanking. So, yeah. I mean, it's all hypothetical, but yeah, there's had to be a reason that they cut the money, and I bet you it's because somebody took them for a good amount. Yeah. But we were talking about uh, the show itself and yeah, how you know, th- th- there's a lot of conjecturing here. The main reason is because there is known to be one full episode which exists. There's uh, a, a snippet of a, another episode but there's one complete episode known to exist. And Greg, you mentioned earlier, before we started, uh, the story of that episode. Do you want to share that with everybody? Yes. And this is from the website BillCullen.net, which is a, a fine website detailing the career of Mr. Cullen. And it's created by two people we know very well. Yes, good friends of the podcast. Uh, Matt Ottinger and and Adam Native, thank you guys. You guys are doing great work on on your site, and please go visit them. BillCullen.net. Okay, Greg, uh, what's the story about uh, the single episode? Okay, so the episode of Winning Streak that survives is from August 9th of 1974, which would have been the day that Richard Nixon resigned. So Adam and Matt's theory is that the episode was originally preempted for news coverage and ended up in some different stack of tapes that survived when others were destroyed. So the most widely seen remnant of Winning Streak is an episode that pretty much did not air on the date it was supposed to air. So yeah, I mean, this series would be pretty much entirely wiped if it wasn't for Richard Nixon. So thank your tricky dick wherever you are. Thanks, I guess? Well, at least uh, we, we get to see it. I mean, that, that, that's, you know, hey. sort of a positive. Hey, I'll let Dick know on his parody Twitter account. Oh, jeez. Well, that was Winning Streak. Next up, we're going to talk about Bill actually not really in a game show situation, even though it's sort of classified as a game show. He hosted a show back in 1978 called The Love Experts. The Love Experts aired in syndication, daily syndication, from September 18th of 1978 to September 7th of 1979. For pretty Linda Kalina, night and day has become night or day. Kristen Gunderson is a tall blonde with a very interesting short story. And can you picture Muffy Durham in a see-through apron? They're all here to tell their stories to Joanne Worley, Jeff Edwards, Elaine Joyce, and Soupy Sales on The Love Expert, starring Bill Cullen. Thank you all. Yay, well, what the hell? Uh, you've seen one, you've seen them all, I understand. Thank you, Jack, and thank you, and welcome to the Love Experts. We mentioned that uh, 
the love experts wasn't really a game show it was like a talk show with the game show but it was, a, ga- it was a talk show that it, uh, in, in the uh tradition of cheap 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 it was a talk show that thought it was a game show or it was a game show that thought it was a talk show you have two people who brought who brought in two people or two groups of people no 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 no, no. you had three Oh, three, my mistake. Three, you have a group of people who are competing to have who the most outrageous true story of true love. And whoever, and they brought it to a panel of love experts, which were nothing more than just celebrities who are making the rounds at the time. Some of which included a young David Letterman. Elaine Joyce, Joanne Worley, Jeff Edwards, Jay Johnson, Billy Crystal, Anita Gillette, Soupy Sales, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Nipsey Russell. Wow, what a group. Yeah, and actually the episodes that are online, uh, I think every one of them has David Letterman and Jeff Edwards, and I think uh, possibly they also have Elaine Joyce and Joanne Worley, uh, I don't look going through the list of names I mentioned earlier. I don't remember seeing Anita Gillette. I don't remember seeing Nipsey Russell, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jay Johnson, any of those folks. Okay, so, now, oh, hold on. I'm going to stop you right there because Rhonda Shear, who's actually on an episode of The Love Experts, posted her segment on her YouTube account, which is, by the way, still a really good YouTube account. Uh, and one of the panelists, I believe David Letterman, was on that same panel, but so is Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, I, I was talking about the full episodes. I know her snippet, her segment is in there, and she actually talks about that. But in terms of full episodes, I, I do believe that David Letterman, Elaine Joyce, Joanne Worley, Jeff Edwards are the celebrities on the shows that are online um, and also, I'll take partial blame for this because these are shows that I originally purchased back off. Uh, I originally they're originally shows I purchased off of eBay back around like two thousand two thousand one. So you're welcome, America. You're you're Ready? responsible for that. I'm responsible for everything. I'm responsible for love oh. experts. I'm responsible for Malcolm future installment by the way um i'm i'm responsible for everything just place all your blame right at my shoulders yeah i've been blaming you for almost 20 years about malcolm and i'm sure you you're gonna have a good time when we talk about it soon yeah it's gonna be a good time all right yeah well for somebody i think uh, so yeah, so you'd have three guests uh, appear and talk about their their love lives and they were odd situations i can only imagine some of the stories there'd be nowadays since people are a little more free and open with their you know different type of uh, relationship statuses and fetishes and stuff like that but uh it, it was typical like 70s fair in terms of you know swapping partners or uh, I have a male roommate, and uh, and, and also I li- uh, live with my sister, so me and my sister are fighting over the roommate or something like that. And uh, the, uh, the celebrity panel would choose which of these three guests had the most interesting story, and they would win a prize. So it, it's not unlike, let's say, Queen for a Day maybe, where not necessarily the best sob story won, 
But just, just overall, the most interesting or the best story one, before the big winner of the day was revealed, there would be a Q&A session with the, with, with the audience where Bill sort of moderated it, and the audience would actually ask the celebrities or Bill himself for advice regarding relationships. Yeah. It, it, it's not particularly interesting or fun, but it's definitely something. Yeah. Mm, yep. It it was definitely a thing on TV. That, that's for sure. It was. And you know what else was a thing on TV? What the else last, was a thing on TV? The last entry of the day. Oh, oh boy. yes. Here we go. Yep, here we go. Pass the Buck. Pass the Buck aired on CBS from April 3rd of 1978 to June 30th of 1978 for 62 episodes. Ladies and gentlemen, these four players are about to make instant decisions under pressure. Only the last survivor will win the game and all the money on Pass the Buck with your host, Bill Cullen. And really, even though this show lasted 62 episodes, I really think Honestly, this is like Bill's most underrated show. I think he really enjoyed this. Um, he was very funny in it, very quick with the one-liners. So what uh, Pass the Buck is, is a variant of Pyramid, kind of, sort of. And what we mean by that, you have four contestants, and by doing this three times, you're going to get down to one contestant who goes to the bonus game, and what you uh, what happens is Bill Cullen gives a topic, and you have to uh, to give an answer that fills the criteria of that topic. Now it isn't necessarily as simple as name a fruit or name a state capital. Oh no, it might be something like, and this is actually one that was used on the show. You had to make a four letter sentence. The first word had to be somebody's name, and the fourth word had to rhyme with that person's name. So for so for example, and this is one that was on the show, Dick has a stick. So what happens is that the bank starts out at $100, and every valid answer gets $25 added to that bank. And play goes down the line, down a row, and then once they get to the end of the row, it repeats back to the beginning of the row, and uh, lather, rinse, repeat until you get a wrong answer or a, a, an answer that isn't acceptable. Then the next person in line has to give an acceptable answer to add 25 more dollars to the bank, but also knock out the person that got the wrong answer. And then that losing uh, contestant goes to a bullpen, but isn't out of the game. We'll get to that a little bit later. So the game repeats with three players, new category. Give right answers until you get uh, an incorrect or uh, unacceptable answer. The next person in the line can knock you out. So you're down to two people. Again, $25 for each answer added to the existing bank. And then you repeat that again with the two people. Going back and forth, back and forth until one of them gives an unacceptable answer. If the remaining contestant can give a correct answer, they win again another $25 in the bank. But they win the entire bank and... 
that generally could be anywhere from about six or seven hundred dollars up to about a thousand eleven hundred depending on the difficulty of the questions but also if you're in a situation where the person before you gave an incorrect answer if you give an incorrect answer you're in jeopardy too so it's possible and it did happen on the show a few times where two people got knocked out by a third person giving a correct answer so if you can't give a correct answer yourself you're in jeopardy you're at risk and uh, you'll be off to the bullpen or uh, uh, same thing i would assume would happen if three people got a wrong answer one person gets it right they win everything uh, but if all four people, I don't know what would happen with there if all four got it correct. They'd probably all stay in and just play it over again, or it would be edited out. This show was... It was complex. Show, it was... It wasn't complex. Actually, I was going to talk about the humor factor. This yeah, show was, it was very funny. This show was very funny. And actually, again, we're going to talk about BillCullen.net. We're going to talk our, about our buddy Adam and uh, and our buddy Matt. There is an over 26-minute video of highlights from Past the Buck, including numerous episodes which haven't been seen in, uh, since 1978. Because uh, Game Show Network did air it for a brief while on weekends back in 1997 and I think 1998. And I think they got maybe about... 25 episodes in 24 episodes in so there were still a good th almost three dozen or so episodes that hadn't aired and um and i, I personally know that uh one of the episodes that didn't air that is on this highlight package is from the final episode of past the buck from episode 62 so uh definitely go take a look at that highlight video It'll have you laughing. But now we haven't even gotten to the bonus round. The one survivor of oh, that yes. bonus round, this is sort of like your reverse pyramid, where you're given the category and you need to give answers that fit that category. The bonus game is played on a board that looks like a right triangle with four boxes on the bottom row, three on the second row, two on the third row and one on top. And the idea was behind those boxes are different answers which fit this category. If you can either clear all the answers in a row, regardless of the row, whether it's the first, second, third, or fourth, or if you can get one answer from every level correct, you win $5,000. And if you get none of the answers right, game is over, but you win $100, for each box you uh, you uncovered. But also at the same time, the people that are in the bullpen go back into the game. So we start again with the same four players. If you win the bonus, the $5,000, you stay on the show. The three people who lost out in that pr uh, preliminary round, they leave the show. And there seemed to be times that people would be on this show for close to a week maybe even longer. Maybe they played six or seven games because you would see contestants, and I believe this is on the the highlight uh, package that I mentioned earlier, where you'd have contestants where 
your champion might have won like $8,000 or $12,000. And each of the other three contestants who's not the champion has won something, whether it's like $600 or $1,500. The money got spread around pretty, pretty well around here. As long as, you know, somebody didn't win the bonus round, because if you kept on coming back, your odds of making more money sort of went up. So you wouldn't leave empty handed necessarily. So, yeah, uh, so the idea is uh, in the fast bucks, the bonus round, the four levels has four answers. There's generally like three really simple answers, and then there's one that's obscure. Same thing with the third level, except there's two really easy answers and one obscure one. There's always one obscure one. Same on the second level, one easy, one obscure, and the top answer that is a toughie. Divine toughie. Uh, well, do you want to win $5,000? They're not going to just hand it to you. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Also of note, this was Bill Cullen's last show in New York. Yes. Yeah. He, and, and notable, <laughs> where was past the buck taped? It was taken to the Ed Sullivan Theater. Oh, that's right. The the future home of the late show with David Letterman and the late show with Stephen Colbert. And and you could sort of see the staging there. You can imagine Letterman where Letterman would be sitting, where Paul Schaefer and the band would be sitting. You can sort of visualize that when you see that studio and uh, just again how big it is. And but also when you look at the audience, when you look at the audience when they show audience shots. You almost have to say to yourself, oh my gosh, that's the exact type of seating that the Letterman show used and Colbert. It had the same exits, same locations. I mean, I know they did vast updates before Letterman started recording there back in 93, but you could still see, you know, watching these shows, the exits are in the same places, obviously, but. It's 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 almost like Letterman didn't change much, even though yeah they I I remember the the footage from back in the day where they took out all the old seats, put in the new seats, and uh, and and refurbished the the Ed Sullivan Theater for 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 the Letterman show, but you, you get a, you can tell you can sort of picture where everything was with Letterman when you're watching past the buck. Yeah. But this was one of the last shows of a of a dying breed, game shows in New York, which we'll sort of cover in our next topic. Yeah, we will. But we'll talk about that in a second. Oh, Chico, would you like to sign us off? Okay, so not everything Bill Cullen touched turns to gold, although he did try and make it work as best he could. Shows like... Uh, Jokers, Blockbusters, Hot Potato, those were all gems. But if you want to talk about Winning Streak and Pass the Buck, you know what you'd be talking about? They were things on TV. Just things on TV. And the Love Experts, too. And the Love Experts, that was a thing on TV, too. We could have done other shows, but we specifically chose these three shows in this 
quasi tribute uh, to to Bill Cullen's hundredth birthday coming up on uh, this coming Tuesday, the eighteenth of February. Uh, again, I want to give huge thanks uh, to Adam Needif and to Matt Ottinger. They have the definitive Bill Cullen page, and they're constantly adding stuff. I know that recently Adam uh, acquired some videotapes from the collection of Bill Cullen himself, and he's gotten photos and um, and and other items from. Not necessarily, well, we'll say the estate of Bill Cullen. It's more the estate of, of Jack Nars, but again, if in case you don't know, Jack Nars and, and Tom Kennedy, for that matter, were brothers-in-law of, of Bill Cullen. So we're keeping it in the family, if you will. So yeah, definitely, they're always adding really good stuff there. They're always posting really cool finds on their Facebook page. Again, go visit them. They are at... BillCullen.net. Bill BillCullen.net. And tell them that the folks said it was a thing on TV sent you. It won't and get also, you anywhere, but you can tell them that we sent you over there. And, and also, if you go to the Past the Buck page, there's a really cool shot of the Ed Sullivan Theater marquee with Past the Buck on the marquee. We we just love the David Letterman show. No, that's another entry, but not that That show. is another entry, no, yes. We, we love the late show with David Letterman. Error, especially especially Pat and Kenny read all the transcripts, but that'll be on another show. <laughs> and, and, and we like Late Night with David Letterman, and uh, specifically we like Father Biff. Oh yes, hey, but that's another show for another time. <laughs> okay, well before we go out to Rupert's uh, Hello Deli and get some pastrami, we just want to plug the uh, website. It was the thing on TV.com. There you'll find all of our social media feeds past episodes, and of course, links to where all fine podcasts can be streamed, because you will find it was a thing on TV there as well. Including, uh, let's see, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, of course, uh, and of course, our good friends at the Place to Be Nation. That's right, there's all of our back catalogs coming up slowly every Wednesday, the latest drop on Wednesday was, this past Wednesday was, Flying High, the Star Wars Holiday Special, and guess what? Mystery Diners. Okay, so they're up to Christmas. So they're only, they're un, they're less than two months away. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, we're, we're slowly getting there. We'll be there by, hopefully, before summer, so good. Yeah, and well, it helps we'll have that break, too. Indeed. Yeah. Well, guys, you guys are going to go to the Hello Deli. I'm going to Rock America to see Muji Burr and Sarah Joel. See you next time. With another thing on TV. Wow! Dick has a stick. <laughs> From Hot Potato, Bill Cullen.